Hi folks, welcome to season five of Shine Time Radio, a weekly unedited podcast exploring all things tarot and coaching with some wonderful chit chats and life musings thrown in. I'm Jenny Robertson, the tarot reader, coach and space holder behind Shine Time Coaching. I'm a Rainer Institute trained coach, a heart-centered reader, and lifelong learner, your trail buddy and introverted cheerleader. This space is for the dreamers, triers, and magic makers looking for a more intuitive, gentle, and supportive way back to themselves. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Shine Time Coaching. I'm Jenny, and I'm the life coach, tarot reader, and space holder here at Shine Time Coaching. And today I wanted to share a little bit about a theme that I spoke about last week or the week before, I think I began speaking about it, that seemed to hit home for quite a few people. And I have quite a few tarot cards laid out here to share. <laughs> I've got my notes ready. So uh, I'm going to try and keep this fairly succinct to not, you know, it might not get into too, too much detail for each thing because there seems to be a lot to discuss here. And so I'm going to talk about it without getting too caught up in sort of details or letting myself get carried away and <laughs> go off on tangents, Let's try as hard as I can, um, and to give some resources, sort of um, themes to think about, things to consider, uh, possibly journal prompts, things like that to consider for this type of work. This is um, something that I am working through for myself. Um, I'm very aware that my healing, my work in my healing is what's needed for others. So I am somebody who shares in general the things I'm, themes that I'm kind of working through and my understanding of how to work through them based on my experience, my connection to the tarot, my... Um, training as a life coach and just life experience as being a 45 year old person human on this earth <laughs> so I'm sharing my understanding of things what I find useful and helpful and the perspectives that help me and in the chance on the off chance that they would also help you typically what I find is that when I'm connecting to the tarot with things when I'm processing my own work it becomes a bigger theme because it's needed for somebody else and for other people um, that's kind of the messaging that I get for for my healing and and what it's doing for for others so last week I or the week before I mentioned how and I'm kind of working through the realization and this might be like for many people just <laughs> I aha yeah obviously but um, <laughs> for me it was quite the epiphany and there's something different it's different to know something like to understand something that the words that people are saying and, and get it and the diff it's different to actually know it and feel it in your like get it in your gut right in your understanding for yourself so I shared that um as adults now we are able to be and have a responsibility to be the caring loving supportive aligned trusted, wise caregivers that we need now and also maybe always needed for a variety of reasons. I'm not going to get into like specifics, but we all possibly needed this as children, as teenagers, somewhere along the line, right? That we needed to, we needed to have that a connection to somebody perhaps that was able to care for us, see us, um, support us, understand us, 
all those sort of things. And when we don't get that, um, whether it's from parents, partner, siblings, friends, friendship groups, work, um, society, then it can be really challenging. And what we recognize now is that we get to be that for ourselves. So first, right? Um, and I don't mean this in an individualistic way. None of my work, when I talk about being for, being there for ourselves, putting ourselves first, considering ourselves first in our own lives, that doesn't mean that we are only considering ourselves. Um, I'll say this over and over again, the people that I work with, this is not an issue. <laughs> Everyone I work with tends to be of the more empathic, um, caring, community care, family care, support people, the ones that are like it for multiple people in their lives. They tend to have caring, caring professions. They tend to be the ones in the care, in the friendship groups who care for everybody um, and the family that everyone relies on or looks to. Um, it tends to be like that, tends to, right? So we are not... We are not um, people who tend to lean towards individualism. We are often people who are overly <laughs> supportive and giving to the detriment of ourselves. So that's when I'm talking about this. We'll see. We see the work that we do for ourselves is also the work and the gift that we give not only to ourselves, but to our families, our communities, our close knit groups and, and wider, wider groups that we work with. Um, we get to so we get to do that for ourselves and it's like that's great <laughs> how um so we also get to connect with others like this too right we we in a perfect world we would be giving and we would be able to we would be also getting we would have a balance of like when we need um to be the support system for people and when we get to be supported by a support system so in a perfect balanced world that would be the case um which we all know isn't always the case and it's not set up that that way um but the more we do this for ourselves and this kind of understanding of what we need and how we need to be taken care of it allows us to be more able to participate in wider sort of wider groups whether it's our families employment our work our um communities okay so um like we definitely need con connection right we need connection to ourselves first we need connection to our bodies to our minds to our spirits um we also need connection to safe and nourishing relationships um with our friends our families and our wider community whether it's a big community or a small community um we we get to do that for ourselves so when this first so this is like an epiphany for me right i get i get as so many people are like yes that makes complete sense of course um so there's an element of being responsible for ourselves and our own caretaking and what that starts off as being oh i've already lost a card here so that's very much of the themes of justice right justice themes are seeing things for what is not how we want things to be, not how we wish things would be, not how we'd hoped things would be. Justice is very much like, this is the way it is. And I hate that phrase because it sounds so harsh, but sometimes we need that little bit of like harshness. It's like, it is what it is. You didn't get what you needed as a child. You didn't weren't parented the way that you needed as a child. You weren't supported in that position and that role as you should have been. 
you weren't nurtured and cared for in that relationship as you should have been, that you deserve to be, all those things. We can recognize that we didn't get what we needed and be mindful that this this is what it is in a caring and compassionate way uh, and recognize where we're at. This is where we're at. Okay. The veil has been lifted. We are seeing the ways that we were not supported in whatever environment that was, the way we maybe needed to be supported. And that's very much um, a theme of, one of the themes of from the justice cards. So then it's like, well, how do we pull bits back in? How do we be the healer and the caretaker that we needed in any of those situations? Um, the ultimate goal, and this is very much what I feel my work is when I'm doing my, um, <clears throat> excuse me, coaching with a tarot. I cannot, <coughs> pardon me, I cannot be the coach support space holder that I want to be without taking care and doing my own work. So to me, with any kind of work that we're doing, it's these two cards together. You can't have one without the other in my mind. So anytime I have a king and a, when I'm working with a king, I work with the queen. When I have a queen, I'm working with the king. It's the internal work needed to be able to show up in the external, in an external way. There's, to me, there's an affinity sign between these two all the time. There's other cards in the deck that I think do this as well, but the kings and queens of each court card, court do this. Um, and the king and queens for me is giving ourselves what we need and filling our own cups up and understanding who we are as humans and the care that we need and the tending and the nurturing the need and what that looks like for us so that we can go out and hold space for other people. We are all space holders in like millions of ways. <laughs> We're all space holders. We all, I can't think of a single person who wouldn't be considered a space holder. If we don't do this work for ourselves to be our own space holders, to be our own um, caregivers, then we can't be space holders and caregivers for other people in the best way we could be. Or there's an imbalance. We're more giving to other folks without taking and filling up our own cups, so to speak, right? So if we're giving, 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 there's an imbalance. We want this to be even. So anything that we, any type of work that we're doing here is that kind of king and queen of cups work in my mind. The other thing it is also is it's lover's work, right? It's an extremely loving act to consider our own needs wants, ways of being, paces, capacities, um, cycles, energy levels, right? To take any time to like reflect on who we are as these human beings, as these, you know, spirits and souls inside these human bodies. We all have needs and we all have, um, ways of working best, right? And when we take any time to consider what those are for us so that we are working the best way possible that we can work, and I don't mean work, I mean that we are existing the best ways that we possibly can because we are giving ourselves what we need, that is an extremely loving act. So to me, that is massive lover's work. The other thing we're talking about is healing. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. So we're being 
when I think that it's one thing. So like sometimes we're able to, there's lots of things to consider, right? Sometimes with these people, we've already moved away from this um, place where the, where the imbalance was. Sometimes it's a workplace. So if you've able to move jobs, great. You can kind of maybe have a bit of a fresh start and pulling some of those things in for yourself. If it's a relationship and you've ended that relationship and you don't need to be um, interact with that person anymore, then that's great. So many times, though, that we are still needing to be in relationship with a place or a person or people or a system that where the imbalance occurred. Um, let's say it's a person. It, we often can spend so much time in... looking for retribution, <laughs> apologies, acknowledgement even. Um, we could be hoping that that person is going to give us what we need to feel validated, to feel healed, to feel whole. We can spend our whole lives waiting for that person to acknowledge to apologize or to to see us for who we are really are and we might never get it so then we have to start thinking what are we giving our energy to anything we give our focus and energy to is a choice right and it can be so hard like so hard to release that essentially control that that person has over our ex daily experience and our own healing because we are looking for healing from an outside source first of all right which sometimes we're able to get sometimes we're able to get that and it's amazing and it helps shift everything sometimes we might never get it so if we're never going to get that <laughs> from an, a person that's unable or incapable or unwilling to give us that release that closure that healing then all we are doing is we are spending our time and energy focused on somebody who contributed to our wounding we're looking for healing from somebody who contributed to the heal to the wounding right and when you think of it that way you just think what am i doing like what am i spending all this time hoping for that I maybe need to give to myself or source for myself. Um, healing is not an individual job. It's not just our, it is our responsibility, but we don't have to do it alone, right? We can cultivate trusted relationships, partnerships. Um, we can, whether it's through therapy, through work like this, kind of coaching through tarot, through um a relationship with a spouse or partner or a sibling or um, a friendship, anything, right? We can create a circle of trust around us to do the healing that we need to do. If we continue to look to this person, because we're using a person as an example, we could use it as a place or a system as well. But talking about one person as being a source of something, I think tends to be quite common for a lot of people, but also it's just easier to talk about this person. So if we're looking at this person to give us something that they are unable to do to like if they're unable or 
and capable of doing, what we are doing is very much in the energy of the Three of Swords. We are continuing to keep a sword in the wound so the wound can't heal because we are looking for something from a source we're never going to get. And I think what could be really powerful is to pull that sword out so that the wound can start to heal. So it's, you know, it's hard because you really want, I don't know about you, but like you want, I have a very strong justice button. I have a very strong sense in my, in my mind, my heart about what's right and wrong. And I really, about fairness, about what's fair. And when um, I'm doing this work, I really want people or the person who contributed to this wound I'm healing to be responsible and accountable for contributing to it. And I'm never going to get that, <laughs> right? We may never get that. So all I'm doing is keeping a sword stuck in the wound so the wound can't heal. And I'm doing that because I have to be willing to release and do my own work to heal that for myself. Um, whatever we give attention to, so if I'm constantly looking for that person and I'm talking about it and talking about it and focusing on it and expecting it and hoping for it, I'm giving energy to that person and I'm giving power to that person. And that to me, when I realized that, I was like, whoa, this is not happening anymore. I can't do this anymore. I'm looking for something from someone who's in a, unable, unwilling, whatever, to give that to me. It's doomed to fail, right? Um, so then what? What do we do? Um, and we start considering things like what if what would it what could it feel like if we are shifting something back into ourselves in terms of feeling safe feeling seen feeling respected feeling um loved what would that look like and feel like for us to start shifting that back in? What would it look like and feel like to consider what our needs and wants are around feeling that way? Where are the spaces that we do feel those things? Who contributes to the feeling that we deserve to feel? What stories do I need to rewrite about who I am as a person to start feeling those things for myself, right? Oh, there's so much work to do there. Um, this is very much star, right? Sometimes the realization, I should have pulled the tower card as well, actually, because sometimes seeing it for what it is, like sometimes justice work um, can be like a tower energy. There can be a massive internal shift, like a thump, a shift and the tower that we the, the tower of hoping for a relationship with that person that you want to have kind of comes tumbling down and it's like looking at the foundation of it right and healing that foundation so that we can give and be in relationship and in situations and environments where we feel more accepted seen um, loved, whatever the feeling is that we're, we're hoping to, to get or that somebody maybe didn't give to us that, that should have or could have. Um, and I think then that's post-tower, the star always follows the tower. So the star is very much that energy of 
healing and soothing ourselves with this. There's a lot of nervous um, system energy around, like soothing your nervous system with this work. There's a lot of cooling. So when we feel rage and, and rage is a not a bad thing. I think rage is an extremely powerful, especially for women and people who are um, communities who are of people who are marginalized. I think rage is an extremely powerful, important feeling. I think it's what we do with it. We don't want the rage to burn us out. We want the rage to like literally transform something. We want it to burn something down. And when we do that, we also need to be mindful of our nervous systems and keeping them soothed and and make allowing them to heal as well, allowing them to regenerate. So re this is such a regenerative card, regenerative energy. I love it too, because it's got all my favorite things in it. It's one of my favorite cards especially the water. <laughs> so really important to keep that in mind as well. So when we're doing this work, we have to start asking and looking at things like as well, where is it? Is it my job now to tend to the things that I was hoping to get from an outside source? That's extremely lovers work. It's also very two of cups. Okay. And two of cups is looking at, is being devotional about what's within our capacity, what's within our hands to do. So it's any two is very like up to me, a very devotional hands up energy. And two of cups is that um, healing our emotions, being responsible for holding sacred space, but what we are able to take on and do for ourselves at this time. And, that includes looking at resources for ourselves and areas and people systems of support for ourselves um, and practices of support as well. So again, <laughs> anger has its place. If you're feeling this rage, let me tell you, the rage I feel around my own work with this is a real living thing. It is righteous. <laughs> it wants things to be made fair and we know that life isn't always fair and we're not always going to get the things we feel we deserve to get and the recognition or acknowledgement or apology that we deserve to get so what do we do with that anger then do we let it burn us and only impact us and have a negative impact on us or do we use it to fuel change for us change in how we approach things change in who we spend our time with change in how we spend our time, change in the in the environments we put ourselves in, change in our boundaries, our boundaries, especially if we're still involved with the people or the environments or um, systems that are contributing to this for us. Massive boundary work, right? Massive, massive. It's like, how do we alchemize this anger and resentment into something more protective, more peaceful, and empowering and that's magic right that's that magic of turning taking something that is rightfully ours to own our anger and our disappointment and our hurt and how do we use that to create something that's better for us a better way of approaching it a better way of setting ourselves up for success a tender more gentle way of being with ourselves like magic so yeah, 
I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I could go on for hours with this. I could probably use the whole deck, but we'll we'll work with these cards just now. <laughs> these are the cards I think that are quite, you know, special for us to work with just now. I will list the cards in the show notes for those of you who um, maybe missed, wanted to jot them down if you want to work with them or create spreads for yourself with them or have them up on your altar or sacred space or whatever it is. Um, but yes, just wanted to, it felt very strongly pulled to share this work that I'm doing that I've also been working on with other folks that I work one-to-one -one with. Um, it seemed to hit a, hit a nerve um, or a, a spot that's, that seems to be tender for quite a lot of us. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, I'm sure I'll address themes like this more often, <laughs> more because there's so many of them. Um, but I just wanted to share the ones that I've had recently. Take care of yourself and I'll speak to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me here in this space. You can find out more about the work I do over on the website, which is shinetimecoaching.com, as well as over on Instagram at shinetime underscore coaching. If you enjoyed the podcast today, it would mean an awful lot to this human if you would consider leaving a weed review on your podcast listening platform of choice. I hope your month is full of what you want and even more of what you need. Until next month, take care, lovelies.